now Roger Goodell, the commissioner at the podium. The Kansas City Chiefs select Patrick Mahomes, the second quarterback. Oh. San Diego Chargers select Eli Manning, quarterback, Mississippi. Newsom, even though this is his last draft, he's trying to get ahead of the curve, something he's done throughout his career. Hey, man, get fired up. We're going to make you a Seahawk right here, okay? The Tennessee Titans select A.J. Brown. My family was there. We were all excited. And thank God I got, I got picked here. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Draft Takeover Podcast. I am your host, Josh Taylor, and joining me is my buddy and fellow commander, Donovan White, host of the uh, Big Ten Takeover Podcast. What's going on, Donovan? I yeah, appreciate you having me on, Josh. It's always nice to be able to talk some commander football, some Washington football, right, with another fan, oh, yeah. and, and just some NFL draft uh, content in general. It's, it's that yeah. time. Of, you can feel it. it's almost almost spring, you know, kind of February-ish. You, you can feel it starting to ramp up a little bit with the draft. Yeah, Senior Bowl was like the appetizer. Now I'm just ready mm-hmm. for that full-course meal. As you can tell, I've got my scouting shirt on for Washington. It, it, make, it makes me feel official. Uh, so, like, Washington, if you need help drafting, let me know. But me and Donovan are going to be doing two live mock drafts this afternoon. One for uh, drafting our quarterback of the future, hopefully. So we don't have to do this again. Um, and then the other one's going to be with us acquiring Russell Wilson from the Seahawks, which would obviously be a dream come true. If you don't want him, then you're just crazy flat out. Uh, but we're going to be using the draft network this afternoon to do the mock drafts, which I'm a fan of. I got like their premium account because I, I do this stuff all the time. And I feel like it's the most accurate. Um, so that's what we're going to use. And then also stay tuned at the end. I'm going to tell you all how to win a mini, the brand new Matt uh, Commander's helmet, which everyone loves. It looks sick. I saw a couple of videos on Twitter from like the uh, tailgate thing they were doing. Amazing. I'd get a full size helmet, but it's like $500. So I said no, <laughs> but I did get myself one as well for the mini ones because it looks pretty sick. But guys, we're going to go ahead and share the screen here with y'all so we can go through these mock drafts and really fill in this team. now. Donovan, real quick, for for drafting, do you feel like it's more of a taking the best player available or are you trying to fill in your needs here? You know, I, I it seems to be kind of the motto of a lot of GMs, a lot of head coaches, a lot of experts. They'll say, you know, you take the best player available. To an extent, I agree, right? You, we, we saw that with Chase Young, um, you know, a couple of years ago when we picked him second overall. You see that a lot in the NFL. But if you do that only and you ignore, you know, um, to a, a full extent, what you actually need as a team, then you're stuck in purgatory. You can get the best players in the draft year in and year out, and the best you'll ever do is the Jacksonville Jaguars from a few years ago when you go to the AFC oh, Championship, yeah. Greg, right? And and maybe you get lucky and you go past that, but you got to draft at least somewhat for need, somewhat. Otherwise, you're going to be stuck in purgatory. Yeah, and I, I tell people all the time, like the best player that you believe is there, like when the Rams drafted Aaron Donald, they did not need him by any means, but it turned out to be one of the best things they ever did. So, Donovan, do you want to do um, the Russell Wilson one first, or do you want to do drafting a quarterback first? Let's do it. The, let's do the Russell Wilson one first. You know, kind of right. throw in the magical fantasy land, maybe a little bit. You know, seems to be some momentum, but throw that in there, and then really get in the meat potatoes of it. Uh, I have seen draft. some of the best jersey swaps, which <laughs> gets better mm-hmm. every year. But the ones with Malik Willis and the ones with Russell Wilson seem to be uh, the best. Which those black I'm jerseys. Oh yeah. So we'll trade obviously first round pick because that's what it's going to take um and then just trade like 
whichever random ones because we don't care. We're just trying to be realistic for Washington, not Seattle. Send offer. Of course, they're going to accept it because who wouldn't trade that? Um, but if Washington can land Russell Wilson, I think that's obviously best case scenario. He's not that old. Like He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. People disrespecting him as a player are just flat out weird to me, um, which it's just crazy. So the draft is going through. Obviously, we don't have that first round pick. Uh, Malik Willis goes to the Broncos, which I've seen a lot of lately um like i said uh the draft network actually put out a video of them showing like how they change the rankings and stuff like that i don't know if you saw the one they did with the quarterbacks at the senior bowl but there was a lot of insight um and this is another thing that we're not going to do is trade our no. picks which i'm sure that'll happen but for the sake of this we're not trying to <laughs> trade no, like 100 picks <laughs> no uh but they went through the process of like showing how they ranked the quarterbacks and stuff like that i thought it was awesome and I think that's what really has Malik Willis as like that number one quarterback right now. I, I still feel like it's 50 50 between him and Pickett. You know, obviously, if things happen at the combine, if Malik goes, you know, crazy as an athlete at the combine, I think you can change a couple things, make it interesting. But for me, it's all going to be about team fits. Mm -hmm. So we have Russell Wilson in this one. So obviously, we're not going quarterback. Now, this is where it gets interesting because we've talked about, you know, do you fill in your needs? Are you going best players here? What are you going? And for me, obviously, right now, you've got some defensive studs up front. You've got Christian Harris out of Alabama, who's more of a weak side linebacker or like a will um, project at the next level. Perion Winfrey, who was one of the biggest freaks interior D-line for Oklahoma. Now, this kind of raises the first question. Do you take a guy like Winfrey who had a phenomenal senior bowl, even though defensive line obviously is not a need, but you have questions with Dron Payne. You know, obviously Jonathan Allen's there for the long haul, but there's a lot of questions there. So do we pull a Rams and get an interior defensive lineman here? Or are you looking at someone like your guy from Ohio State, Petit Frere, or Tariq Woolen, who's a long-rangey corner, or maybe an interior offensive lineman um, out of UCLA here who's gotten a lot of steam kicking up? Which way are you kind of leaning with the first pick? Listen, in this scenario where you, you trade Russell Wilson, there's all you trade for him. There's a likelihood you might have to send one of those D linemen too. Even in that scenario, I'm not taking a D lineman in the first three rounds. There's no chance. We have arguably the deepest line, uh, D line in, in the league. Again, in this scenario, you're either looking really, you have Russell Wilson, so you're looking either filling your next biggest hole, which is probably linebacker, right? It probably linebacker, maybe a safety opposite of Cam Curl. Right, but probably linebacker, or you're trying to build that offense around Russell Wilson. The offensive line, even with the departure of Brandon Sheriff, I think West Weisher is going to step in fine. I think he's going to step in fine, and Sadiq Charles even is a good backup. Um, you you make the argument to build around him. So you kind of look at some of the offensive weapons going on, what receivers are out there. And right now, it seems you'd be reaching a little bit maybe for some of these wide receivers that are on the board. Uh, yeah. But if it came down to it, I, I Christian Harris would be a fantastic pick. Fantastic yeah. pick. You see, this this is what really hurts is Dotson, mm -hmm. Brisker, London, and Bell going just a few picks all before you, which literally all four of those are like dream pick scenarios for me. Now, with Christian Harris, obviously, I think this is a great spot to get him. But like I said, with us getting Jamin Davis last year, he's going to be filling in that same spot. So I don't think adding a Christian Harris here would be, you know, at all something we should be doing or interior D-line, like you said. Um, I'm okay with offensive tackle. Um, the thing with Lewis uh, seen out of Georgia here, he's more of kind of like a Cam Curl-esque kind of guy. I think he has better range than Cam Curl, but he's not the free safety we're looking for. So mm -hmm. honestly, for me, I'm going either Sean Ryan right here out of UCLA interior offensive line, possibly 
that Brandon Sheriff replacement if he doesn't come back. And even if so, we don't know how long Sheriff's going to be here or if he's even going to be healthy <laughs> next season because that seems to be the trend. Mm -hmm. So if you had to pick between him or a tackle here with Nicholas Petit-Freer out of Ohio State, you know, you'll push your Ohio State bias to the side. Are you more worried about the interior or even Jamari Sawyer? I talked to him at Senior Bowl. I think he's a really good guard, too. So I'd even put him in there. Which way are you going on this one? I'm, I'm way more interior. Um, I think Sam Cosme is a stud at tackle. Um, I actually wasn't too high on, on Petit Frey for Ohio State. I, I think the O-line, you know, at Ohio State, they struggle with rotations and things like that. But I wasn't too high on him this year. I take an inside guy because, again, Wes Schweitzer was, was a, I mean, a phenomenal guard the past couple of years when he stepped in. And when we need him, even center, he was phenomenal. But the question is, how long can he keep that streak alive? Right? He didn't really show that in Atlanta before he came to Washington. So how long, you know, how how much luck are we playing with? I'm all for taking interior guy protecting Russell Wilson in this scenario. Yeah, I am too. I'm stuck between Sawyer and uh, Ryan here. I never really talked to uh, Sean. Haven't like broke down his tapes a lot, but I've seen a lot of good things. I mean, you just know what Zach Charbonnet did um, behind him running the the football. Um, so I'm going with Sean. Rian here out of UCLA. Like you said, we can't give Russell Wilson these flashbacks to Seattle. Like no. he can't be running for his life. He <laughs> has to be protected. And we'll, I'm sure we'll do the same thing uh, in the next draft when we take a rookie, but still you can't let Russell Wilson be like, all right, guys, I, I'm here. And it, we had a good offensive line last year too, mm -hmm. like numbers wise, consistency wise. But as a former offensive lineman, it's important to have that, you know, consistency right and you need to have you can't have one weak link or it seems like the whole offensive line seems to fall apart right yeah and, and we saw it last year when, when chase really got hurt right and then tyler larson came in and then keith ismail came in right and you saw it a little bit some miscommunications from the middle of the line especially when when a center goes down it's gonna hurt communication everywhere it's gonna hurt everything in terms of how the game's flowing in the run game right how, how things are going communication wise in the past game everything um, and so they all did a fine job stepping, but you saw some of the deterioration stepping in that, you know, a guy like Heineke could avoid a little bit because he's mobile. Russell could too, but Russell Wilson's not Taylor Heineke. We don't, he doesn't yeah. need to prove anything. Absolutely. Now this one's tough for me. Mm -hmm. And I've been raising the question and asking a lot of Washington fans, like, do we need a tight end? I think we do. Now, this is the thing that's interesting to me because Trey McBride, obviously the top tight end in college football this past season might be the number one tight end in the draft, you know, between him, Isaiah Likely, Watermeyer out of Texas A&M. There's a lot of big-name tight ends in this draft. To me, he's the most sure hand and also in-line blocker, which is huge at that next level if you want to run the ball. Some of these tight ends aren't the best blockers. You know, like Cole Turner, Isaiah Likely said he wanted to improve at that, kind of, you know, show the scouts stuff that he can block. So there's some guys that still need to learn how to do that. But Trey McBride is a 100% total package tight end. Now, my guy here, Darian Beavers out of Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Middle linebacker. He's projected to be that middle linebacker guy. He was running with Trey McBride all week long at the senior bowl. I remember so many times, you know, Trey McBride being a good, you know, route runner and Darian Beavers being a bigger linebacker. I was impressed by his coverage skills because I thought that's somewhere where he had to improve. And I was like, man, I was like, Darian is running with McBride like it's nothing. I'm talking clean pass deflections, you know, trying to pick balls off, running the routes for him. I was so impressed by that. Um, Damone Clark out of LSU, another big name linebacker here. I think he's projected to be more of a uh, outside linebacker, but still just another guy. Yeah, a will linebacker and uh, occasionally rush on the edge. So might not fit Washington's defense 100%. So for me, 
I got to go Darren Beavers. We need that mm-hmm. middle linebacker. We only ran our base defense less than 7% last year, which put a lot of guys in uncomfortable positions. I think we get back to that. We heard Ron say, hey, we need to find our Mike linebacker. And I think Darren Beavers is a good guy. There's, you know, people are going to talk about free agency. Like we need a vet in that, but the free agency it's, it's hit or miss. It's not that impressive this year too. And you can't just bank on guys coming here in free agency. So for me, I'm going Darian Beavers. What do you think about that bit? Well, and I think obviously, you know, Logan Thomas last year at tight end for us, he got hurt on a, on a pretty dirty play later in the season. Right. So he, but he has his injury concerns to an extent, but I'll tell you, John Bates as a rookie impressed a lot. So, I mean, you look at him and it's like he could block already. He's he's honing his skills kind of as a pass catcher. You saw it kind of come on a little bit late in the season. I'm okay with, you know, letting Russell Wilson's ability in this scenario kind of shine, make the other weapons around him shine, right? Yeah. There's a lot of ifs and a lot of, you know, okay, well, what if everybody's healthy, right? And you can't always expect as Washington fans, no matter how traumatic it is for every traumatic it is for everybody to get hurt every year, even though it happens, you know, it seems like the past three, true. four years. Sometimes at some point it's got to stop, right? At some point, yeah, you maybe get a major injury, maybe get two, but not to the point. Eventually, got to have like, a healthy squad. Yeah, where it's like Terry and you know McLaurin, like five other undrafted guys out there. Eventually, that's not that can't happen anymore. So I'm okay with make, taking that bet and taking finally a linebacker that can plug in the middle a little bit and and kind of help the rest of the defense shine. And he's had experience. He's not like that mm-hmm. one year wonder kind of guy. He's a red shirt senior. He's been there for a while. Big time leader, one of the finalists for the best linebacker in the uh, country last year. And just an overall good dude. Um, I know people are going to have PTSD taking a linebacker that high, but I think it's important to find that middle linebacker. I mean, you think about like the Fred Warners of the NFL and how mm-hmm. much difference it makes. I think that's huge. All right. Um, next up. Ooh. Hey. We still got some tight end. We got some good looking picks here. Some other corners and linebackers of that nature. Um, but man, I want some wide receivers, man. That's what's hurting us. I'll tell I you who's catching my receiver. eye though. Two guys yeah. right there, Brian Robinson and Hassan Haskins. I understand we got Gibson, we got McKissick, but if we have, you know, kind of a, a, a running back that can spill Gibson a little bit, because I think he's very good. And I know he finished a lot in top five, top 10 in, in various stats. There's something about it though. His injury, you know, his injuries, he used to play wide receiver, his fumbling tendencies. And again, that's no necessarily, you know, shot at him. I just think that if you have another one, two punch to him, like a Brian Robinson or Hassan Haskins, that only helps your offense. But again, that's just me. You know, you know, yeah. I'm always going to support the alignment and the running backs. Well, a Tyler Batty, too. That guy mm-hmm. is phenomenal. He was running some outrageous routes at the senior bowl i was not expecting that at all i was like they, they there's no way this should be legal the kind of routes he's running and then like even like wheel routes and stuff like that but i mean they were running them like in the slot and stuff um so yeah there's three really good running backs here and i agree with you i i feel like you can't you can't you know limit the the kind of skill position guys you have this is an offensive league if you add a russell wilson you need to add some more guys we need wide receivers but it doesn't really look like one's really falling to us without you know way overreaching in this draft. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still with running backs, I think you need a second running back. I, I, you know, say what you want about Jared Patterson, but you obviously can upgrade. He's an undrafted free agent. Yes. He impressed a little bit, but adding a Hassan Haskins or a Brian Robinson, or even a Tyler Batty goes a long way, especially like you said, you know, with Gibson, he fumbled, he had the turf toe. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like himself some games. Um, and he's still learning the position. I feel like adding another guy like that. Like, can you imagine uh, Hassan Haskins coming in, 
with fresh legs and then Antonio Gibson being able to come in on fresh legs. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would really help out. Um, so I'm all for taking a running back here. Some people are going to hate it, but when they're scoring touchdowns and they're moving the ball, you're not going to hate <laughs> it. So this is where it's hard though. Would you go Haskins Robinson or Batty? Cause I feel like they're kind of different. You know, B Rob has his style. Tyler Batty, like I said, really elusive fast, really good catching the ball. And then Hassan Haskins obviously put up outrageous numbers at Michigan, as you know, so which one are you kind of leaning this way? If anything, I'm kind of leaning towards Brian Robinson, and and he and here's why. Hassan Haskins not only had Blake Corum, um, he also had the Joe Moore win, award-winning offensive line. Uh, and again, I'm not trying to, to take away what he did this year, but let's not pretend that that didn't help him quite a bit. Uh, Brian Robinson, you know personally, you know very well up close and personal the struggles of the the Bama offensive line this year. Uh, you know. You, you watch Brian Robinson run over all over Cincinnati, but that doesn't really come on. It's Cincinnati. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he ran over a lot of people. He um, did. So yeah. it's a testament to him. I would take Brian Robinson. I could see a guy like Tyler Batty who's got some more, you know, NFL, you know, kind of current NFL pass catching, but I love the Brian Robinson pick. Yeah. I don't know how we got this pick. I, I guess they traded us a pick. Um, but we got pick 114, which I'll take it. But yes, Brian Robinson, Roll Tide, obviously I'm all for it. Um, and the thing is, like at Alabama, like you said, he waited. And then that last year, he finally broke out. He just waited and got his opportunity, you know, mm -hmm. sitting behind all these big name guys. He didn't get the Derrick Henry treatment where he's running the ball 25 to 30 times a game. So I think he has a fresher running back life also. Um, but like I said, him coming in, you know, whether it's early downs or what, I think he can run it every down. Um, but just him helping out Gibson is having another playmaker. You you can't have enough playmakers in this league right now. So I'm all for it. Um, now, like I said, somehow we did get this pick here, uh, which I'm not going to say no to it because you have a guy like Jake Ferguson here, tight mm -hmm. end from Wisconsin. Now I know you mentioned, you know, Logan Thomas, John Bates, but then after that, it's really wobbly. And I know mm -hmm. John Bates, you know, he was a rookie last year, but still like, I feel like, once again, we don't know when Logan Thomas is coming back. We don't know what that leg's going to look like. And even so, he's a great red zone guy, but we need more a, of a, you know, for the for the Eric Coriel offense, we need someone who can catch the ball downfield, make bigger plays, you know, like mm -hmm. the Kittle, stuff like that. Not saying Jake Ferguson's that kind of guy, but that's the kind of way I'm leaning here, unless you think we take someone that can, you know, rush off the edge like a Luketa, or you think we go corner with a cam Taylor Britt out of Nebraska, which way you kind of lean in here corner, maybe I like, some edge depth or do you want Jake Ferguson? I like cam Taylor Britt a lot. I actually like the edge depth that we had when we saw young and, and sweat out last year, you know, with, with William Bradley King and, and Shaka Tony. I thought those guys did really well. Uh, um, I'm blanking on uh, one of the other guys names, but they, I thought the backups did real well. Uh, I like the Jake Ferguson pick. Cause again, three deep at tight end, three confident deep at tight end might be a lot in the NFL but it allows you to do so much with different formations, especially if you draft a guy like Brian Robinson, right? You have him in there. If you, if you have another running back in there, it allows you to do so much play action with Russell Wilson. And you're not going to make him run that much, but the, it just opens the offense a ton with having three confident tight ends. Not all in the same time on the field, but having three fresh, confident tight ends. Yeah. But like, what if it does, you know, what if Logan Thomas doesn't come back until mm -hmm. like the middle of the season? Like, we don't know um, what kind of injury he's dealing with, but Ferguson had that touchdown in the senior bowl. Um, let's just kind of look at starting wide tight end. Run heavy offense that featured 12 personnel at a high rate. Tight ends featured in pass protection. That seems like a lot of what we're going to be doing. Um, like you said, we're going to be running the ball. You know, Russell Wilson can run, but then also if we draft Brian Robinson, we have him 
um, with Antonio Gibson. That helps out a ton, but he's also a really good catcher too. So like, I feel solid about that. He can help block. He's one of the more better blocking tight ends in the draft. Man, I really like Cam Taylor Britt too, though. He's like a starting. I like him a lot. I know. I know. And I, and I like Kendall Fuller, you know, William Jackson third kind of came on, but you can't go wrong either one of these. You really can't. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they were all pretty good, but like, they're all kind of vets. Like obviously William Jackson third is going to be here for a while. Um, you know, we drafted, um, Ben St. Juice last year, but he's more mm-hmm. of like that slot guy. He can, he can play outside too. Um, so are you leaning more Cam Taylor Britt or Jake Ferguson? I feel like that's the two. Yeah, if if anything between these, I'm gonna go Jake Ferguson just to enhance this offense as much yep. as possible. Skill position, like I said, can't have enough of that guys who can catch the ball and being able to block right away. It, I feel like it takes a little bit for tight ends to kind of come mm-hmm. onto the league. You know, even some of these big name guys, it took a little while. You know, Hawkinson as well. You know, uh, Fant. It, like some of these, like I said, big name guys, it just takes a little bit. But being able to block right away and have that kind of impact on the team really helps get it you know, going a little bit quicker. So let's just recap real quick what we've got right now. So we have Russell Wilson that we added. Uh, Sean Hyun here from UCLA. Good old guard, possibly a Brandon Sheriff replacement or at least mm-hmm. sit behind Brandon Sheriff for a year. We've got our middle linebacker with Darian Beavers, B-Rob, running the rock, and then Jake Ferguson. I like it so far. I feel like mm-hmm. that's really good. Yeah, obviously we've got some defensive guys we're adding. Oh, this is where it gets interesting here. We have some uh, wide receivers popping up. We've already taken a running back, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, also, you know, offensive tackle with Max Mitchell here. And then this, even if this, you want to go corner, Matt Matt Hankins is here too. So mm-hmm. what stands out to you right here? This is where you find the gems. This is where the good GMs and the good head coaches make their money, um, especially if you don't have first-round picks like we did in this draft and you wouldn't in this scenario, assumably for the next – uh, two, maybe three drafts, right? Including this one. Uh, this is where you find the gems. I'm all for taking the best wide receiver here. Um, yeah. we have Terry McLaurin, we have hopefully a healthy Curtis Samuel. Um, you, but you they have, need help. <laughs> they need help. Deami Brown didn't provide any of that. Logan Thomas, again, a good red zone threat. John Bates starting to come on a little bit. McKissick's a great pass catching running back, but you need another wide receiver. You need someone else. And if they can add just something, even as much as like a DeAndre Carter did, right? Or a Cam Sims does. Uh, where they've kind of matured a little bit, where they're not superstars. DeAndre Carter still got a little more potential, in my opinion. Yeah. But where they come in and make a few plays or have a few big games this season. I will say real quick, if we did not get Darren Beavers, DeMarco Jackson out of Appalachian, mm-hmm. Appalachian State's one of my guys. Love his game as a middle linebacker a lot. Big-time leader. I saw that all week long at the Senior Bowl, just you know putting guys in positions where they needed to be, um, just a field general. But Khalil Shakir, out of Boise State, has some of the <laughs> craziest catches in college football. If you just watch like his highlight reel, Probably the best out of any wide receiver. And I can confidently say that with those one-hand catches, all these crazy plays. But also was one of the big winners at the Senior Bowl. So I feel like that's the way we should go. Danny Gray, mm-hmm. I feel like he's a good wide receiver out of SMU. But I think uh, Khalil Shakir here uh, would be a great compliment. Um, and like you said, you can't have enough. Obviously, he's a little bit undersized, but he has really good separation. Um, I, I feel like he has the upside to make some big plays. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, big playability here. I mean, just just seeing him make some crazy one-handed catches at Boise State this year, I was I was a big fan of him. I was looking forward to seeing him, and he did not disappoint when I saw him in person. So I say we add some more skill guys to this offense. 
because you know Russell Wilson wants some weapons. We got we got to keep we Russ can, happy, right? We can wine and dine him a little bit. That's fine. Yeah, we can't have Sierra complain like, "Hey guys, no, nope. uh, we we came here and y'all just aren't helping <laughs> him out at all." Um, I see some big name guys coming off the board here. Cole Turner is another tight end I like, especially like vertical deep threat kind of guy. Mm -hmm. Um, but overall, I think this is a solid draft so far. I think we got like another pick or two. I think what we got two more picks. I think we I have, yeah. We're in the sixth round right now. I think we are. Pick 187. I'm not good at math, but we're we're pretty close. <laughs> um, but it's funny because you still see some running backs, some guys that were just there a minute ago. You're like, huh. Now this is where it gets interesting here. This is like you said, this is where you find some of those late gems and uh you know, like Cole Holcomb we got in the fifth mm -hmm. round. Obviously, some of those guys here, a lot of running backs, a lot of interior linemen, some corners. Man, I'll tell you what, if we would have drafted Brian Robinson, I, Zamir White, I think would have been a great pick there. Oh, yeah. Pierre Strong looked good at the Shrine Bowl. Um, there's a lot, even whew, Tyler Algier, that dude. Him against Arizona State and against Virginia was wild. Um, here, I'm looking at safety because we yep. need some safety help. Obviously, Nick Grant out of UVA. You just follow me on Twitter. Shout out to Nick. Um, let me see Thomas out of Georgia Tech. 6'3", 217. So this guy is a, a developmental safety linebacker hybrid. So more of like a bigger style. So so Landon Collins is what we're yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm about to say that to <laughs> me just screams Landon Collins, which is uh -huh. not what we need right now. Ooh, no. Yusef Corker. I like Yusef too. But let me check out more of Nick Grant. Um, see where he's projected if he is more of a uh, strong safety. So they have him running the zone, but six foot and a quarter at 190. I feel like he's got to have some speed on him. I feel like he could play some free safety. Mm -hmm. but he can play a little corner too if needed. Yeah. He can, Jalen uh, Naylor, though, out of Michigan State, that'd be a great pick oh, to a wide receiver. Yeah, another wide receiver. Let's see my guy, Yusef Corker. I like Yusef. He um he was at the Senior Bowl too. He he made some big plays that stood out. Developmental safety and special team coverage defender. Obviously, you never have enough. But look at that. That's what I love here. Red shirt senior. The dude mm -hmm. has been around, and he has some experience. So He's committed. Yeah, I am all for taking safety help here. Unless yep. you want to go another wide receiver, which you can never have enough of. Um, whoa, whoa, whoa. What about Marquise Bell? Yeah, Florida A and M. I don't think they finished all his stuff yet. Starting strong safety, though. Mm. I thought he was more of like a lengthier, thinner guy. I mean, he is 205. He's just a big dude. 205. Um, still, that's so tempting because Marquise Bell is a beast. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing what his numbers come up to. Leon O'Neal is another guy who's a, a strong safety type. Um, So I don't know. I'm kind of torn on this. I'm leaning more either Nick Grant or uh, Yusuf Corker out of Kentucky because I think we need some safety help. You're thinking wide receiver for Jalen Naylor, who is a great wide receiver. Love Naylor. What, what, what do you think? I, I love Jalen Naylor, but I, I, I think you take a flyer on a safety at, at this point. We had success with Cam Curl. Um, having a guy that would just be you know, competent as a pure safety next to him I think would do wonders for the defense, especially if Darian Beavers would work out at linebacker or whoever we yeah. pick. So I'm all in on safety with you. Yeah, I'll, I'll pull the the cork on Corker and uh, go mm -hmm. with it. Like I said, Richard Sr. out of Kentucky. You know they've always got a really good defense, mm -hmm. obviously with, you know, Jamin Davis. But he only started, he only had that one year. Like, I think that's what's really hurting Jamin Davis. And people are like, oh, Kentucky defender, here we go. 
Like get ready, get ready for him to not do anything his first year. Like, no, that's not how this works. Scout the player, not the school or the position. Um, and I think obviously Jamin just needs some more, more reps, more practice. He just needs to get comfortable in the defense, which is going to happen if we have Darian Beavers with the middle linebacker. And then you have Jamin Davis at will and Cole Holcomb at Sam. Just saying that's like the perfect linebacker core for mm-hmm. me. That gets me excited. Ooh, here we go. That, oh, Vron McKinley. This is a guy that, that I've been getting a lot in mock drafts. Tag yep. on it, but it's okay. We've got our safety uh, with Corker. But I want to take Smoke Monday just because it's a sick name. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got a sick name. But we have some more wide receivers. I know you want a wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Maybe we go depth at linebacker to outside linebacker, or do you think that's too many linebackers? I don't think it's too many. I mean, look at who we have, you know, behind the three presumed starters, David Mayo, uh, you know, Kalik Hudson, right? I mean, not a lot of guys that have proved much other than being just good leaders, right? And good like special safe, teams like players. Special, yeah, mostly special teams guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, Jermaine Waller out of Virginia Tech at corner. We could use some corner depth as well. Um, so to me, there's three guys that really stand out. Waller at corner. Um, Charleston Rambo had a really good Shrine Bowl week as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then linebacker-wise, Ellis Brooks out of Penn State. I like Ellis Brooks a lot. I don't care for a double dipping with the linebackers. I mean, how how much longer are we going to wait? It's not like quarterback because, you know, quarterback has obviously been a – you know, a, a bad point in Washington for so long, but linebacker, if, if you, if you watch the team, you know, it's like, it's time. It's time to yeah. find someone at linebacker to command the defense. And I mean, and they're projected him to be like a starting Mike linebacker. I think he could play both inside and outside. I think he could be some really good Sam help. Cause he's a good run stopper. I think he's a physical tackler. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like him. Look, six, one, two That's a big dude. Um, obviously Penn state linebacker university, um, a lot of studs, especially, you know, Brandon Smith, shout out. Mm-hmm. He came, he went to my high school. Um, but I agree. Like if you just look at our linebacker core, it's bad. And like, even yeah. when, you know, if guys get hurt, regardless, whatever it is, rotations, you need help bad. Cause if David Mayo is like your backup guy, I like no You're offense struggling. to David Mayo. Yeah. So like, I'm, I'm honestly cool with taking another linebacker. Especially if we do run more base, I think we really need to. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that's what really got a lot of guys out of position. You know, with Landon Collins having to play linebacker, no one knows what is even going to happen with Landon Collins. By the way, either I think that's another big question. You know, you're, you're looking at replacing guys, but then you're also looking at depth. Uh, so I feel good about it. Let's see. Let's see who the last guy is. Oh, Bubba Bolton. He's a good safety too. This is always funny to see who the last guy taken is. Oh, Smoke Monday got taken. God, the Chargers must have a lot of picks. Either that yeah. or a lot of trades because I saw a lot of uh, Charger helmets when we were doing ours. All right, so let's take a look at our picks with getting Russell Wilson. Obviously, we get him some interior offensive line here with a guard replacing Brandon Sheriff or also adding some depth. Middle linebacker with Darian Beavers, uh, Brian Robinson helping out the backfield, Jake Ferguson adding to that tight end room with a injured Logan Thomas, Cleo Shakir adding another big time skill position guy, wide receiver out of Boise State. 
some safety help, maybe the future starting uh, free safety for us, and then Ellis Brooks, some depth at linebacker. I love it. What do you think? What grade would you give it? I'd say it's like up to me. Like obviously Russell Wilson's A plus, but if you don't count him because we traded our first you know round pick for him, I'd give it like a B B plus. Yeah, I'd give it a B plus because you have a few guys in there that could be impact starters. Um, that you got in those middle rounds. Brian Robinson really stands out. Darian Beavers has some serious potential. Um, yeah, I, love, uh, I love Beavers. You've got some – and, again, all those guys in a veteran trade with, with for Russell Wilson, they're all going to shine. Um, now we'll get more into the one that is <laughs> – Washington fans, you've got your hopes up. This, this is – Probably the just, most realistic one. I was going to say that this is the probably most realistic draft. Now, this is the part that hurts is Malik Willis is getting taken super early in these drafts. Not super early, but like where where he should possibly be going before Kenny Pickett, number nine to Broncos. If you run a mock draft 100 times, I'd say 90 times he's going to the Broncos. Could the Steelers trade up for him? Maybe. They've never traded picks away before, but they've also never been in this quarterback situation. So I feel like I, I just feel like Malik Willis wouldn't be there at 11 at this point, honestly, which sucks to say. But obviously, you have Kenny Pickett and Matt Corral here. I'm not big on Matt Corral as other people are. I've made that very public. So I think obviously Kenny Pickett, right? Kenny Pickett's a choice. My question for you is this. Let's say hypothetically, no one traded up, right? I'm all I'm all for Kenny Pickett. But no one drafted Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett at that point. No one traded up for them. They're both on the board. Who are you taking? You're the GM. Who are you taking? I'm taking Malik just because of the upside. Really? And just because that's my draft crush. And I, I people know it. But I mean, but Kenny Pickett is the most ready guy, I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's just the safe pick. And I'm sick of being safe. I am ready to find the future franchise quarterback. And for me, I feel like it's 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 worth it. Risk mm-hmm. it all. Go for it. No, we're not trading our pick away in Miami. So in your mind, Kenny Pickett, Ooh. not to say this would, would happen. He could be a superstar, right? But he, he could end up more like, like a Kirk Cousins, while Malik Willis could end up more like a Josh Allen-ish, yes. right? Not saying he's yes. a you know, MV caliber. But ceiling-wise. Yes. yes. Okay. Not wow, to say Kenny absolutely. Pickett couldn't be that good, but like it's not more, saying Kirk maybe Cousins more is like, bad, which is no. gonna ruffle a lot of feathers because dude puts up big numbers. Does he win? Not all the time. Um, but we'll see what happens with the new coach. That's not horrible. Um, now this is where I just started drawing because you have two mm-hmm. wide receivers, and we're adding one of these. It's not even worth looking at the other guys. When you have no. Drake London and David Bell here, David Bell does it all. I think mm-hmm. he is a pro ready wide receiver. He starts right away. I think if you put him opposite Terry McLaurin, the dude's going to go off. He's a great route runner. He has crazy hands, crazy contested catches, very physical after the catch. He's hard to tackle. For me, he's like an outside Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, mm. just very physical. He's a little, he's, I don't think he's as chunky as like Juju. Um, but for me, David Bell is a freak. Yep. Look at that, 6'2", 205. I... I I did a write-up on him. I'm still working on the video form, but I beg you, just watch him against Iowa. Any Iowa game where he puts up like 200 yards against that, um, you know, coverage defense, which is phenomenal all the time. I think David Bell is better than Rondell Moore. You mm-hmm. know, Rondell Moore is a different guy. He's a running style. You can do a lot of quick things with him. Like I said, he's a faster guy, but I like David Bell so much. But Drake London, out of USC, 6-5-2-10. This guy is wild. Vertical passing offense, which we need so bad. 
need it so bad. David Bell does it too. He's but he's like really good after the catch. He can do short, intermediate, whatever. I feel like Drake London is just a big outside freak. Obviously, I think he, he could start right away. This one's really hard for me. Which way are you leaning? Well, and, and tell me if you agree with this. If you draft a rookie quarterback, obviously you'd want to surround a veteran quarterback. But if you draft a rookie quarterback, right, you are Even in win. So. Yes, you are in win now. But so you'll see a guy like Christian Harris there. I'm not even considering him if you draft Kenny Pickett or Malik Willis in the first round or Sam Howell, even if, if that's the pick. I, I do like Sam Howell, too. You have to surround them immediately. The O-line's ready to protect. You have Terry. You got Curtis. You got the you got the tight ends ready. You got to surround them with talent instantly. Uh, the, between these two guys, Drake London, the six foot five, right? The, the vertical pass the game threat is so enticing because we haven't had it since Pierre Garcon and Deshaun Jackson. And, and I and think Terry eight. can go deep. We just mm-hmm. haven't had a quarterback to get it there. But exactly, you know, hopefully, I think Kenny Pickett can help that out. Um, man, they're, they're, I forgot USC put him in the slot sometimes. Can you imagine a, <laughs> a six-five guy light up against you in the slot? You're like, yeah, I'm not winning this <laughs> route. Um, but yeah, Drake London. Oh my gosh, this is so hard. I don't want to take too much time on it. Who are you going, Drake or David Bell? I'm torn. Give me Drake London. All right. Yeah, you got to. But David Bell's also really. He's, he's, yeah, no shot against him but I like Drake London. People are projecting him to go to the Packers. And I'm just saying, mm-hmm. if Aaron Rodgers stays there and you have David Bell helping him out, I, I'd want to stay. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but adding Drake London, man, I'm excited to to break down more of his tapes and look at his game because the dude just flat out made plays. He's a big guy, but he can still get separation. He has the speed when he gets outside of you and he's at like the end of his route where he just needs to get to that breaking point. Um, like he's fast, especially mm-hmm. when he's deep. Like if he gets behind you and you're trailing him, good luck. Cause he's six, five and his catch radius is insane. You just yeah. throw it anywhere near his hash and he's going to get it. All right. Oh, okay. Look, so Kenny you Pickett, see, yep. Drake London, we've got st- skill position guys on offense. Let's get Calvin. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be all offensive draft here. So Trey McBride is still there. If you want to take another big tight end. Help help out Kenny Pickett once again because mm-hmm. starting out the season, John Bates is possibly going to be tight end one, or Darian Beavers is there once again. Damone Clark out of LSU is there again, or Dylan Parnum uh, Parham out of Memphis interior offensive line. For me, I'm stuck between oh, or Jalen Widemar. Man, yeah. so I'm stuck between Widemar, McBride, Beavers, or Parham. I think. But I'm trying to like think also down in the draft, like what what's going to be available more of. Mm-hmm. Um, but also you want guys that can come in and start right away. So for me, Beavers, Beavers is Watermeyer. I think Beavers is still the pick. I hate to do the devil pick, nah, but it's but like it's that's what you need. Once you get out of the top three rounds, not to say that you know guy four through seven they're undrafted can't start. We see it plenty of times. In my opinion, once you get out of the top three, your odds of starting and having an impact starter right away go down dramatically, which is why, again, I hate to double dip with the Beavers back-to-back drafts, but who cares? It's worth he, it. I think he'd come in and, and do very well behind that defensive line. Yeah. Very well. I don't I don't know many mock drafts like that I'm doing that I don't get uh, Beavers. Like I said, mm-hmm. I think a yeah. couple of times I've gotten um, DeMarco Jackson of App State just because I think he could come in. It, it might take a little bit, but still mm-hmm. – um, you know, if we do add a vet, 
in free agency. I think uh, DeMarco could sit behind him a year or two, whatever, and then be a really good starting um, middle linebacker. Oh, man. Channing Tindall, he, uh, that dude's so good. But obviously, <laughs> we just went linebacker, so I got to keep my eyes away from that. Now, this is where it's interesting. Spencer Buford uh, here out of UTSA, really good interior offensive lineman. Um, Michael Wright out of Oregon. I know you really were going for a corner in the last draft. Cam mm-hmm. Taylor Britt's there again. Um, and then Ed Ingram. Another- I like Ed Ingram a lot. With this O-line coach, right, he doesn't have to come in and start with one of his former teammates, Sadiq Charles. I like I, I like Alec Lindstrom from Boston College would be fantastic too. Do you think I, he translates to more of a center like for in the NFL though? I think he does. Um, you know, he's not like that. He's not a behemoth to play guard. You don't necessarily need to be, but I do, I do think he translates better at center. But it could still be a guard kick out because Chase really he's not going anywhere. This is this <clears throat> yeah. would be a pure depth pick. Um, which again, the centers who stepped in for him last year, Chase Rue did fine, but you don't want much of a drop off. No. Um, and I, I think some of these guards are going to start playing because like Ed Ingram, I mean, if you were an offensive lineman at the senior bowl, they put you at tackle guard mm-hmm. center just because they want you to get as many reps as possible. So I feel like a guy like Ed Ingram could take some reps at center. I think he'd be comfortable with it. You know, learn more of that position as well. He's a big dude. I'm with you. Like I love Spencer. But I've been watching a lot of Ed Ingram tapes, you know, after watching him at the Senior Bowl. I, I'm, I'm a huge fan. I think, once again, we would have that interior offensive lineman hit, hit that guard um, mm-hmm. to fill in that that spot with Sheriff possibly gone. Even if he signs. Like I said, this is for the future. You want guys that can contribute right away if they have to. But then also you want some guys that can be here for the long haul. Um Oh, they got another Alabama corner going to Dallas. Come on. <laughs> Y'all need to stop taking my Alabama guys, okay? Josh Joe, <laughs> don't need to be going to Dallas. So our pick is coming up. But just quick recap. We've got our franchise quarterback, Kenny Pickett, which I've learned recently Washington fans aren't big Kenny Pickett fans, and I'm mm. kind of like weirded out by it. Like I just because I, you know, pound the table for Malik and Sam Howell, like those are my two quarterbacks I just love. Um Still, Kenny Pickett, I think, is comfortably right now quarterback one, the most ready to start, the most probable to get you to a playoff. Would you agree mm-hmm. with that? I would. I would. And again, that's not not to say that Malik Willis can come in and and have a great offseason and have weapons and, and, and protection up front around him um, and be ready to go. But Kenny Pickett's the one where he feels like the most fluid. He could come in right away and be comfortable with the experience. Again, even the experience he had, you've seen him on tape. It wasn't the best early on in his career for the first half, if not more of his career. But that last year, the last couple of years, he started to show that that just efficiency, the the what you see, what you look for in a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL and, a, and an above average starting caliber quarterback. Yeah, I think his, his ability to throw on the run impressed the heck out of me uh, in person. Um, so I, I came away from it like, yep, Kenny Pickett is as advertised. Like he didn't do anything crazy, but then also mm-hmm. like how much are you really going to base, you know, how you feel about a guy over a senior bowl practice and game compared mm-hmm. to what you've been watching all Tape. season long. Yep. Exactly. All right. Mike Rose, another good middle linebacker here. Um, so this is interesting as well. We've got some running backs. Once again, Tyler Goodson out of Iowa, uh, Tyler Algier out of BYU. Once again, a running freak. Then you've got those safeties again. But you got Chase Lucas here, another corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, which way are you leaning here? I, I'll say, ooh. You also got uh, Charlie Kohler out of uh, 
Iowa State kind of just looming down here too. So if it's me, I'm leaning Tyler Algier out of BYU. Yep. Or safety again, or Charlie Kohler. I uh, I mean, like we've been saying, we need another tight end. I, I think it's very, you know, I, I think a lot of people are like, oh, no, like we drafted one last year, then we still have Logan Thomas coming back. I get it. But like we've been saying, you have to get another tight end. Um, so which one are you leaning on this one? Running back? Because we know there's some good running backs coming on later up too. There's some tight yep. ends too, but I think Charlie Kohler is a, he, is a you know good pick. I think he's a big dude. Um, Redshirt senior out of Iowa State, 6'6", 255. Good Lord. Jeez. White tight end, tight end two and a 12 personnel. Sprint heavy play action, which I feel like fits what Kenny Pickett does. Mm-hmm. I feel like I, he, I like he Charlie, fits at offense. I like him a lot. And you got to think, if you don't pick a running back here, and let's say even we don't get a good enough one, and, and again, good enough is a little subjective when you're this late in the draft. Yeah. You got to think, if you get a healthy Curtis Samuel, they used him so much at Ohio State as running back. They used running, him more often yep. early on as a running back. So, again, you wouldn't have a traditional running back system, which does give me some worries a little bit with Antonio Gibson, McKissick, and if Curtis Samuel slash Jarrett Patterson, you know, are, are those four getting them, all the reps, does concern me a little bit, but it's still enough talent back there that if you don't find one in the later rounds of guy like Abraham Smith, who I love, yeah. I love. Former linebacker turned running back. <laughs> love him as a Do you want a uh, linebacker carrying the ball to ever <laughs> run you over? No, absolutely not. And I'm sure he's going to be here in a second, but I can tell you who I'm kind of leaning. Um, Let's see who comes to us. Okay, so we've got your guy and we've got my guy. Mm-hmm. Um, This is where it gets tough. I am leaning Ron McKinley the third out of Oregon safety, getting that free safety. I know you're leaning Abram Smith, who you just talked about at running back. I think it's those two guys. Which way are you leaning more towards? Because, look, I get it. Ron McKinley, a little bit undersized, 5'11", 193. You know, safety primarily in two deep looks here. Um, But I feel like he's got phenomenal, you know, ball skills, which is what, yeah, see, his 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 biggest thing is takeaways. Doesn't have the fastest range, but if you have that other safety help, like I said, too, too high. I feel like Cam Curl would play a lot of one high. Don't you mm-hmm. think he could possibly? I think um, So, I, I mean, I think Ron McKinley is a good pick, but are you taking Abram Smith here or are you taking McKinley? My heart tells me I want Abram Smith. My okay. brain is telling me. <laughs> You need a safety. You've you've dipped so much in offense. Which, but if this was the draft that came out draft day, I'd be ecstatic. I'd be oh, absolutely ecstatic. I think so far this is killer safety. on the left side. Yes, <laughs> yes. I think you got to yeah. dip in safety. Uh, okay. You got to get someone. You got Beavers, but if that's your only big addition, I don't know what you're going to do in free agency. Um, quite frankly, I don't think there's a whole, you know, lot of free agent on defense that we would we would bring in, especially if you're going to. Um, re-sign a lot of these guys if you're going to extend Terry, right? If, if you're going to if you're going to start looking at Ron Payne, maybe if you don't trade him, right? Yeah, yeah. I uh, I agree. I, I think McKinley, and like you said, if you the more playmakers you can get on cheap deals too, mm-hmm. like your quarterback, another starting wide receiver outside, uh, you know, offensive lineman who could start with Ed Ingram, McKinley, I could see him starting. Um, same with Charlie Kolar, like. If he, you know, him and Bates are on the field at the same time, or if they're, you know, Kolar, he can be like, if, if Kolar's on the field, it's not like, oh, they're passing. Here they go. Cause he can't, he can't block. 
Mm-hmm. Like Kolar can do it all. So I love it. Um, oh yeah. So yeah, look at this draft. We got our quarterback of the future. We have some help for Terry. And then imagine Curtis Samuel in the slot with Drake London on one side and Terry McLaurin on the other side. <laughs> That's wild. Like I, I don't think people understand like how crazy of you know skill position guys that would be. And we could still get another running back, you know. We could get one in free agency, you know, maybe add a vet back there to help out Antonio Gibson learn the ropes a little bit more. Or we could just get another undrafted free agent. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of them. You know, Mm -hmm. obviously, I would like to get a bigger name contributor to the running back core. But at the same time, as much as we harped on needing to draft one, if you have guys like Ed Ingram, Charlie Kolar, Ron McKinley there, you're okay not taking your running back. Would you agree Mm -hmm. with that? Yeah, I, I think those guys in the later rounds, Ed Ingram especially, again, we've talked a little bit about it. We talked with Senior Bowl, um, what we've seen from him, but he showed at times dominance on tape, and again, he showed at times where he struggled a lot. That's for a guy like him that you've seen. It's not like, oh, he shows traits that could make him dominant. No, he's shown dominance. When you get him in a room with guys like Rui and Eric Flowers, who's nasty, right, Wes Schweitzer, Sam Cosme, who's nasty, you get him in that room, yeah. that unit, that will help him tremendously. So he's already shown he can be dominant. He's yeah. a guy that you could build up into a future starter. Um, if, if Wes Schweitzer isn't the guy, or if Sidney Charles doesn't end up being the best six man of the lineman available, he's a guy that could step in. Yeah, I want to save this draft just because I love it. I'm going to call it the future. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's going to be if we if we got that exact draft. Like, There's so, be I so would much be, young talent in there. Oh, yeah. No, I would be ecstatic. Um, but I'll go back to both of us. But I think it's two really good drafts. You know, like I said, obviously with Russell Wilson, that would be the dream scenario. Mm-hmm. But we still put some help around him, added some depth, and then also got some key contributors that can come in and start right away, even some late-round guys. But, guys, if we don't get a big-name quarterback, which is okay, there's still obviously some good choices. And you can say what you want about this draft class, but if you get a guy like Kenny Pickett who's going to start right away or a guy like Malik Willis who has that insane upside to him, and I know some people have been doing second round quarterbacks with, you know, Sam Howell maybe being on that, that, you know, 42 range for us or whatever it was. Um, it's a possibility. Same with Desmond Ritter. Maybe you go Traylon Burks first round, someone mm. like that, Jameson Williams, uh, someone who is just going to come in and be an explosive wide receiver. You know, you see guys like Jamar Chase here. Everyone said, oh, don't draft them. You need offensive line help. Like this is a skill position league right now. So adding as much help as possible, whether it's wide receiver, tight end, running backs. I think overall, these were two really good drafts. I like the second one. You know, obviously Mm -hmm. we didn't get to see, you know, Russell Wilson here. But I think, like you said, more realistic wise, I think this is more of the way that things will go. I'd give this draft an A. I would give it an A too. The the young potential in there. And again, Washington fans and I – I don't see another scenario where you don't draft a quarterback in the first round. And if you yeah. draft one in the second, it better for sure be Sam Howell. Cause I'll tell you what, Desmond Ritter, I don't want to touch him. Uh, Carson strong. You know, I watched a little bit more of him and some of those throws, he was struggling at. <laughs> yeah. yeah just... Not a lot of air under this from those passes. Yeah. Um, it better be, you know, Chris Olave, James Williams, Garrett Wilson, Traylon Burks, the first round, and then Sam Howell in the second. Otherwise yeah. you better go all out with that pick or 11th, if you got to trade up a little bit to get your guy, Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, do it, do something because it's not a big jump. But then again, no. would the giants want to trade with us? No, no. So maybe the jets, cause they have two picks, but then Denver needs a quarterback. Do you think they're mm-hmm. going to give away their guy? No, 
I don't know. I don't see a, a spot where Washington trades up. Um, I'd say if anything, they would trade back. You know, mm-hmm. say if they want Malik Willis, they don't they don't like Kenny Pickett enough. They're like, all right, let's back up. You know, maybe let's back up another pick or two, add another pick that we have to, or you know, the Saints can trade up, Steelers can trade up somewhere around there. Um, but I think more realistically is they stay at eleven, either get a big time wide receiver or get a Kenny Pickett if he falls to him. Because it's mm-hmm. that that's what you need. And I think that's still best player available with Kenny Pickett or any of those wide receivers, especially Chandler Burks. But you have to go wide receiver in this draft. I can't stress that enough. When's the last time Washington drafted like a first um, or second round wide receiver? Josh Jackson, I believe. I know. And people are going to hate that. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> I, it's so and bad. Josh doesn't look good. Like on tape, he looked good in college. But still, you have to you have to go for it. Like a, a Drake London, I can't stress enough. That guy, he opposite of Terry, like Terry would thank us. You, you want Terry to stay here, get him a quarterback, but then also get him some help at wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Also with Curtis Samuel coming back. So I love this draft. I hope y'all did too. Uh, I love seeing people do their mock drafts on Twitter and posting them, tagging me in it. Like, hey, what do you think about this? Like, what would you change? So highly encourage everyone head over to uh, Draft Network or PFN, wherever you do your mock drafts. Fill some out. Let me see what y'all got on Twitter. Tag me. And once again, follow the uh, podcast page at Draft Takeover and also Takeover Pods on Twitter because we got a lot of big things cooking up, not just Washington, not just draft stuff, but we've got everything from every sport. And guys, I will go ahead and post this video tomorrow afternoon. And there's a couple ways you can be entered to win the helmet. You can either comment your must-have guy in this video who you are just pounding the table for, like Ron, Martin, Mayhew, like y'all have to get this guy. Comment to get one entry, but then also I want you to uh, keep an eye on my Twitter account at Josh Taylor CFB tomorrow. I will post some more instructions on how to be entered to win that helmet. I just ordered them tomorrow. It said it'll be here by July. I doubt it'll be here by July. Yeah. <laughs> it should be here before then because it said that last year with the uh, football team stuff. Um, but stay tuned. I will tell you how to win that. But that is the first way. Comment on this video. And, you know, also subscribe to the page. That would help as well. But most importantly, uh, definitely comment this video who you would have to draft for Washington, whether it's quarterback or your favorite wide receiver or safety or linebacker. doesn't matter. Let us hear it. And uh, stay tuned till tomorrow. And we will be back with some more content. Donovan, I had a pleasure. I, I think we'd be good in the war room uh, drafting with Ron and them. Do you think we have a chance? We We could get that team back into the playoffs and back to contention within two years if we were the if we were two we're the years. armchair gms two years two years give us some patience washington fans yeah i agree awesome i appreciate y'all tuning in i will be back with some more content i'm gonna do this with every team this season i'm gonna have someone on with me to represent that team i'm gonna go through all 32 teams for the draft it sounds like a lot but i'm all for it and i will catch y'all later appreciate y'all tuning in